Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. That's, that's what's good. So today I want to talk about a woman in the Bible who was not talked about a lot, but was so important to the story of Jesus. So important to the story of Jesus. We don't hear about her much, but matter of fact, she's throughout the Gospels time and time again. You can't tell me that women weren't important in the Bible. You, you can't tell me. I, let me talk about my ladies real fa- fast. You are important. You, you, you have worth. And just because back in those days they looked at women a certain way, see, what uh, that culture put women down, but Jesus brought them to the light. Jesus brought them to the light. So we see this woman here that, that it, it, she, she had her struggles. You know, Mary is her name, and she was the sister of Martha and Lazarus. And throughout the Bible, we see this was part of Jesus's squad. I mean, they were best friends, Mary, Martha, Jesus, and Lazarus. We, we read throughout the Gospels that this was, his, this was his friends group. You know, whenever he was going from town to town, he had to stop at his friends group to, get, to, to really, like, hang out. This was part of Jesus' friends. Jesus had people that followed him, but he had really close friends. And this was part, she was part of Jesus' friends group as, she was moving, as he was moving forward in his, in his, in his mission on this earth, but Mary was very interesting character, and I love to study her because she 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 was always seen like she was misunderstood. She always seemed like she was always loose with her emotions. She always seemed she she was kind of just going with the flow. Some would call her unstable, and others would call her lazy. But Jesus looked at her in another way. See, there sometimes there there was something about Mary that 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 drew to the heart of Jesus Himself. You know, some people couldn't grasp because some people couldn't put their finger on what was so special about this Mary character in the Bible. And I truly believe the reason why she was so special. She knew something that other people didn't know, and it was this word called devotion. Devotion. She was devoted to what Jesus was doing on this earth. Devotion means a loyalty of love or care for someone or something. She was devoted to Jesus. The question I ask you today is, where is your devotion? Where is your loyalty? Where is your care, your love for Jesus? Where is your devotion? I believe to obtain the future that God has for us, devotion needs to be something that matters. I truly believe for us to enter into the seasons that we want to be in, into the future we're all trying to obtain, devotion matters. Loyalty matters. Have you ever been around a disloyal person where they seem real in front of you, but behind your back? They're a different person. Hey, it's true. And I'm not the kind of person to be like, hey, that person's disloyal. So guess what? I'm going to be friends with them even more. 
That doesn't happen because when, when loyalty is broken, it's hard to put your full, your full, your full grasp into back to that relationship because loyalty, devotion matters. And Mary knew that the, that her devotion to God and what Jesus and whatever he was doing mattered in her walk with Christ. It's loyalty is an all in mindset It's the respect and love It's devotion. See, in the Bible, in the in, in the Gospels, we see um, Mary um, had these accounts with Jesus. And it really is going to help us as we grasp to go towards the future. And it's going to test our devotion for our life to Jesus. See, the life of Mary is painted for us in three memorable pictures. And each of them were at the feet of Jesus. In the Gospels, we see Mary in three different stories, and each one of them, she's at the feet of Jesus. And how can we learn as we go towards the future now? How can we learn how to grow our devotion for the future that God has for us? Number one, we see Mary sat at Jesus' feet and learned. The first story we see here in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 and 42, we see Mary sitting at Jesus' feet and learning. Let's read it here in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 and 42. It says, and Jesus and his disciples were on their way, and he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her, her home, for, home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, the Lord, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Have you ever been around a, it seemed like a lazy person? Where like you doing all the work and they're just like hanging out? Like you're sweating, you're trying to do what you got to do. And then you just look around and they're just having a powwow. This is where Martha is. Martha's getting everything prepared. Martha's getting all the things set up. Matter is Jesus is coming to her house. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. I would be too. I mean, my mom comes around, and I have to make sure the dishes are set. It's a Puerto Rican mother. She's going to judge you, I promise. All right? The baseboards, I mean, we have baseboards? I mean, it's like she was preparing for Jesus to come. You can't blame her for having somewhat of an anxiety to get everything prepared. But then we have Mary. Mary's just chilling. Mary's just like, Jesus is here. I don't care about the Benin. I don't care about the I don't care. We're going to hang out with Jesus. And we see Mary at the feet of Jesus. Jesus uh, Mary falling at the feet of Jesus, listening to his words. Martha was serving while Mary was listening. Some would say that Martha was doing what was right. She was preparing the place. But what Martha didn't understand and what Mary did understand is what doing is the byproduct of listening to this word. 
doing, the doing, the doing of the of things is the byproduct of listening to his word first. You can you can do do you can do so many things, but without his word affecting your life, you're just doing actions. But when the word is attached to your service, things change is effective now. So Mary knew that I needed to listen to his words before I even caught the serve. Before I got everything prepared. See, this is what happens in the world of Christianity. We are told you need to prepare before you go to the feet of Jesus. But what Mary knew is I'm a wreck and I don't have everything under control, so I don't need to serve. I need to just get to the feet of Jesus because I know his words are going to impact my life. I can just do, do, do all my life. But if I just get at his feet, Mary knew devotion. She knew the realness. She needed that relationship. I don't serve to just to check a mark. I serve out of what I learned through his word. His word draws me to change. We have the tendency to throw to the wind or throw away this thing that God loves the most, that he's wanting the most. We tend to just throw it away. You know what that is? It's called your attention. God wants, he wants your attention. And what we do, we put our attention in other things. This is what Mary knew. Mary knew if I gave him my attention, it didn't matter what I do. It matters who I can become because I can become only at his feet and I cannot get to heaven by just doing. We have to know that our devotion, our attention, that he wants our attention. He doesn't want us to be busy doing and losing the fact of what he's speaking. I'm preaching today. I'm about to kick something. We, we, he want, we can't be losing all the attention and just doing things by what. And, but the fact is he wants to speak to us. But when we are at his feet, it draws us to his heart and to our, his devotion and back to his heart. It shows by when I get to his feet and I'm listening to what he's saying over my life, he says that I am worthy. He says that I am love. He says that I am whole. He says that I am beautiful. But when I listen and I give my attention to him, my service now becomes rooted in my love and devotion and not obligation. Lala, you better get up here, bro. You, I'm t- See, what we do is we want the approval of men, so we do these things to get their approval. But when we, when we get to the feet of Jesus and hear his words, it changes my heart. So now when I serve his, his house and now when I serve his people, it's not out of obligation, it's out of a heart of service to him. So when you wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and you part of our loaded and loadout team, instead of being, oh, I got to wake up at 5.30, it's like, man, I get to wake up because I get to set the atmosphere for people to find Jesus in this place. It's, it's my, oh, I got to do kids ministry today. No, no, no. It changes your heart of service to devotion. And when devotion hits, it's like, man, I get to do this because I'm raising up the next generation of leaders in this place. So here's your devotion check. Are you doing things to check your mark? Or are you doing things out of a heart and love and loyalty for him? 
It changes our mindset. It changes our devotion. See, the future of Axios Church here is not what we can do, it's what we can become. And by becoming, it only goes by us learning and listening to his word. To his word. My devotion draws me to devote my life for others to find the good news of Jesus Christ. The future is attached. Listen to this. Our future that we want is attached to our willingness to listen and learn from him. The future we all want, the the goals that we're going after is always attached to our willingness to learn from him. Where's our devotion today? Number two, we see Mary not only at the feet of Jesus learning. The next story we see is Mary falling at the feet of Jesus and surrendered and surrendered. John chapter 11, verse 32, verse 37 says it like this. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who have come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where he have, and he asked, where have you laid him? He asked, come and see, Lord, they replied. And then it said, Jesus wept. When Jesus, when Jesus said, see how he loved him. But, but some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? So we see the story here of Lazarus dying now. And Jesus got word that he was sick, but Jesus didn't get to the moment, get, get to the place at the right time. And guess what? His best friend dies. So Mary and Martha being good friends with Jesus, we see her now, Jesus now showing on the picture and Lazarus dead. Lazarus is, he's dead. He's in the tomb already. And now Jesus shows up. And here we see Mary running to Jesus, falling at his feet, weeping, in a way yelling at Jesus, saying, if you were only here, he would be alive. See, her heart of surrender moved the heart of Jesus to change her weeping into rejoicing. Let me, let me go right there. See, because in a way, she probably was upset. If you were here on time, Jesus... If you only provided, Jesus, if you only did this and did that my way, Jesus, then all my life would be different. If you would have just been here at this time, if you would just save me from this situation, Jesus, then my life would have been different. Have you been there before? But Jesus doesn't operate in our ifs. He operates in our surrender. He don't operate in our ears. If you were here, if I did this, if you were here, if, if, I, if I just did it, he don't operate in our ifs. He operates in your surrender. And when you surrender your life and you fall at his weep, feet weeping, it says in Psalms chapter 34, verse 18, it says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who crushed in spirit. Surrender will sometimes lead you to the miracle you thought wasn't possible in your life. 
Let me say that again because somebody needs to be set free today. So your surrender, that means your sacrifice of surrendering your life, your will, your resources, everything. Your surrender will sometimes lead you to a surprise. Hey, here's your miracle that you thought you never needed. You thought you never. See, Mary saw a dead man, which was her brother Lazarus. And in a way, she sees Jesus and was just yelling at him. Hey, he's dead. And in her mind, he was dead. But by her surrendering, falling at, his, at Jesus' feet, it said what in the Bible? It said that it moved the heart of Jesus. It moved his heart. And what Mary thought was dead is now going to come alive because her surrender shifted the heart of Jesus to what she was dealing with. And miracles happen when we surrender everything to him. See, Mary knew that the posture of surrender moves the heart of God. When you reach your end, when you reach you trying to fix everything, when you reach the end of your resources and your your money doesn't add up, when you reach the point of you want to throw in the towel, the question I ask for you today is what feet do you fall on? Some fall at the feet of addiction. Some fall at the feet of lust. Some fall at the feet of lying. But she fell at the feet of Jesus and said, I can't do anymore. I prayed enough. I fasted. God, if you want to do this miracle, only you can do it. Have you been to the place where you're so, that you're lowest alone and you have to say, God, I don't have any more answers. I just need you just to move. Is the end of you. Some people get there quicker than others. Is the end of you. Is the end of you trying to just fix all your issues without a God that wants to be there with you. It's the end of you trying to, to, to talk to this person or trying to do your life on your own or you've been hurt before and you try to just manufacture things in your life. It's the end of you where God comes in the picture and says, hey, let me take the wheel. And see, miracles happen. You're like, Lazarus came from the dead and shocked everyone because of one lady. So Mary surrendered and, and, and it moved the heart of God. Our breakthrough is on the other side of us willing to surrender at his feet. Our breakthrough is there. And the last one, we see Mary not only at Jesus' feet learning. We see Mary not only at the feet of Jesus surrendering out of a posture of surrender, but the last one, we see Mary anointing Jesus' feet and honoring Jesus. Now, this is the story where we're going to kind of like park the park it here because it's kind of good to talk about the legacy that we're trying to do here at Axios Church. See, when we lean into his words, Surrender our life to him. And now we have the willingness to give. Not monetary things, but when we give in the natural, it impacts the supernatural. When we have a surrender to give in the natural, God works in the supernatural. There's been times in people's lives where it's like, it it couldn't happen, but it happened. You know why? Because of surrender. And the supernatural works in our life. We see here in... In, um, uh, I didn't put the verse down, but in the book of Luke, we see Jesus getting anointed in Bethany by Mary. In verse 12, it says, six days before Passover, 
Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived. So now he's coming to the house of Lazarus. Passover is about to happen. And um, this is Lazarus, the same one that he raised from the dead. Here, at, here, here they had a dinner and was given, um, in, in, in Jesus, given in Jesus' honor. Mary served, here goes Mary serving again. Mary served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took out a pint, a pure nard, an expensive perfume, poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped, her, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with fragrance of perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas, was, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. Be careful people coming in the form of humility, but really want to take you out. You got to be careful. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what he put into it. And Jesus says, leave her alone. Jesus replied, it was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. See, what one people thinks is a waste, Jesus looks at it as worship. See, Judas said, why are you wasting this perfume? But Jesus looked at her all in, her giving it all as worship. It had weight to it. What you worship has weight to it. Having an alabaster flask was very costly oil. This was an extravagant display of devotion to Jesus. Often spices and, and ointments were used as investments because they were very small, portable, and could be sold easily. The, and you keep on reading in, in history, it says that the value of this perfume that Mary used was an indication as it was nard, suggested it was a family heirloom and was passed from generation to generation from mother to daughter. Generation to generation. Legacy. See, this perfume was meant for her to be wealthy later on. But she poured it on Jesus' feet. Why? Because she knew that her sacrifice was preparing Jesus for the mission that he was about to take forward in the cross. See, Mary had something that others didn't. She knew that the actions of now, which was listening, surrender, and sacrifice, she will not only... Uh, it would not only direct the actions and the sacrifices of now will not only direct her life now, but for generations to come. That's why we leave our children stuff. You go get a life insurance. We pass away. Some of them are rich. <laughs> you know why? It's because as a parent, I want to see my children thrive. In the now 
but especially in the future. Because I know one day I'm not going to be here. And I know one day that my son Elijah, he's not going to want to play Legos with me. Even though I hate playing Legos. I know one day that he's not going to, he, he's not going to need me as much as he needs now. So I want to leave that legacy for him. So when I am gone, it, that, that my, my legacy outlasts me. See, this perfume was to, was to be for her future, but she's using that. She broke it on Jesus' feet and anoints him because you want your generational curses to be broken in your family line. You need to do something now to impact tomorrow. You want generational curses to be broken in your family? Why don't you be the one standing up and say, I need to change something in my life for others to be changed as well. Somebody got to break that generational curse. The actions of now is going to be the beneficial thing for later on. That's why we call it legacy offering. That's why we call it Lord's leaving a legacy because we know one day that this church is going to go and we're going to be gone. But the sacrifices of people in a room at the RP Funding Center is going to outlast us. And we're going to leave a legacy for future generations to come. It gives us a more satisfaction of our sacrifice. Because we know it's going to be more bigger than us. See, this sacrifice of all in that showed the Lord her devotion and love and trust that she had. She was willing to give the most precious thing to prepare Jesus for the mission that he was going to do. Breakthrough is always attached to sacrifice and trust. The breakthrough that you want, some of you are stuck in addiction and stuck in so many things, the breakthrough that you want comes with a sacrifice. It comes with a sacrifice. It's attached to that. The all-in was more than her possessions. It was also her reputation. Let me explain this to you. It said that she got down at Jesus' feet, broke this oil, started wiping Jesus' feet. It said his whole body as well. Well, how awkward is this, number one? Let's just take the Bible for what it is. They're having dinner. <laughs> Jesus chilling, having a steak. And here comes this lady, and it's like, and starts rubbing Jesus' feet with this oil. Imagine the people around, they're like, this got really weird real quick. It just escalated real quick. But hear how much it escalated. See, back in those days, lady had to wear, ladies had to wear headpieces to cover their their, their, their hair. And if, if, they, if they took off their hair, it was a, an act of disrespect in that culture. Matter of fact, sometimes they, they, they would punish these ladies for revealing themselves. It was too risque. <laughs> they could not live in the world that we live in today. So we see Mary not only breaking this expensive oil as a monetary possession, she didn't care about what she had, not only in the physical, but also her reputation. Because well, it said this, that not only did she break it, it said that she started wiping Jesus' feet with her what? Her hair. So that means 
she had to go even more all in. Take off the thing that other people identify her by and do something different to prepare Jesus for the mission that he had. People, people saw her taking off her headpiece and looked at it as disrespect. Jesus looked at it as surrender. Past what I have, I give, but also who I am. She could have been stoned, probably. She could have been thrown out of the party for this such a disrespect. But it didn't matter. When I get to Jesus and I'm preparing what he, the mission he has for my life, it doesn't matter what I have. It doesn't matter about my reputation. I'd rather lose it all to get to Jesus' feet. It says she wiped his feet with her hair. Such a beautiful fragrance. It filled the room and worship. And this act of service left Mary a legacy that she was one of the most devoted and loyal followers of Jesus Christ. Because Mary knew that if I can get to his feet, I can learn. If I can get to his feet in my weakest moments, I will surrender. And when I get to his feet and, I, and I'm going to give him all I have, what I have in the physical and who I am as a person. And Mary, out of those three stories, people looked at her and said, guess what? That's the devoted one. That's the loyal one. That's the one that loved Jesus. That's the one that didn't look at her reputation. She went after Jesus. That's the one that had the possessions and she gave it all because she knew Jesus was doing a bigger mission in this place. She knew there's something different that other people didn't know. It's called love, loyalty, and care for the Savior. Where's our devotion today? This is heavy stuff. Because it challenges who we are. Matter of fact, sometimes it challenges us who we're trying to be. And sometimes who we're trying to be is not who God's called us to be. We're trying to be who we see or who we want to be. But God said, hey, be who I called you to be. Mary could have been anything else. But you know who she was? Who her, what her mark was left in the world as the one that washed Jesus' feet with her hair, is the one that surrendered, that changed the heart of God and, and, and brought, and in a way, it's changed the heart of Jesus for Lazarus to come out, is the one that came to Jesus' feet and learned. All of this, she could have never got to the point of breaking the oil and devoted without surrender and without learning. We tried to jump it. No wonder why we don't, when, when people come and say, hey, we, we need to go all in and serve. We need, you need to do what you got to do for God. We can't hit that point because we never surrendered. We never got to his feet and learned. But when we get to his feet and we surrender our life, it's no, it's no question just to give who we are for his mission. And that's to, to put the gospel here in Lakeland and around the world and he used broken people like, huh, you, 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 you. He uses people like us that don't deserve it, 
but still puts us on mission for the good news of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus today. As we go forward, Tony, Tony Baloney, as we go forward in the future of Axios Church, I promise you, as the pastor here, I promise that I will have a posture of listening to his word. I promise as the pastor here, I will have a posture of surrendering to his will. I promise as the pastor here, I will have the heart to give and be devoted to God. But Mary went to Jesus' feet for the knowledge. She went to his feet for surrender. She went to his feet to, for, to serve, to give. What Mary did is this. If you read at the end of that verse, Jesus said, Mary had to do this to basically prepare his body for what was to come. And we know what was to come. What was his sacrifice on that cross and his death? Jesus' mission was to die for our sins. Mary said, I'm going to prepare, anoint Jesus for what I know is to come, which is his mission. So as we pour the oil in this place, and as we prepare to give for the mission that God has for us here in this place, let us come with an open heart and say, God, whatever that is in me that is not of you, have it. God, whatever you're asking me to sacrifice or, or listen or surrender, God, Lord, have it. He's, asking, he's looking for people to say yes to what he's trying to do in this place. He, he's looking for people to say yes back to the good news of Jesus Christ. Because here's the thing. We can do all the programs. We can do all the fun things. But if it's not getting people to Jesus, we're just another thing. We're on mission here. And our mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. And as we sacrifice together in this season, the devil's going to come and try to hit you like no. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you try to sacrifice and you try to give God what you're all, he's coming. He's like, ha, ha. He says you're coming like a roaring lion. But you can stand firm and know that I'm devoted to the mission. I'm devoted to the Lord. I'm devoted to what he wants me to do in this place and in my life. And I am protected. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together. Thank you.